Let's go. Cool kids step to the front. Cool kids. Too sweet sign for the click. Bitch, you don't work there. Feel like I need a shower just looking Gotta at Gotta get ready, get quick. Yeah, I'm up next on the Prince. They ain't been the same ever since. What? Living pretty we cut the head off the stage. You're gonna be single for the rest of your life. Brad Lesnar on the beast. Look at the heat. Sleep flex on the beast. Look at the heat. Whole new swag with a pass on the tag. Coming live from the west to the east. Better recognize on the mouthpiece. See the power level got a decrease. I get no bitches. Bringing content on the daily. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary pals, and everybody in between. Welcome back to the Gresham Lee's podcast. This is episode 39 of this soon-to-be illustrious podcast. Matter of fact, we're going to speak into a session. This is episode 39 of this illustrious podcast with yours truly, the voice that does the most, the, the purveyor of mischief, Gresham. Join me, as always, is the queen of rebels herself, with a new backdrop because she is that type of person. Uh, she is none other than <laughs> Swella the Bandit. What's up with your familia? Hey, everybody. I cut my hair, which is good. I got longer I hair than her. Just for a minute. Right. <laughs> mm. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and cut this down just a little bit. But other than that, it's good. Um, Some weather changes been happening i think it's still officially springtime because when i see pollen that lets me know like it's it's spring to me like but you still got the little cold nights and stuff but it's not as bad like to me when i see pollen winter winter is officially over (laughs) it's spring Okay. According to Georgia, the Georgia Encyclopedia of Weather, uh, it is whatever the hell it want to be. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. It, it don't matter if you think it's spring, if I think it's spring, if I want it to be spring. Man. If it's cold outside, it's going to be cold outside. If it's hot outside, it's going to be hot outside. Uh, you better be very prepared to dress for both because you might end up having to dress for both. Right. Like, you it's like to... you got to dress accordingly every time. So so <laughs> if you want to dress accordingly, if you come ever decide to visit Atlanta, Georgia, make sure you rock your your rain boots with your basketball <laughs> shorts and your nice hoodie. <laughs> I got a nice hoodie for you guys too. You guys can copy Eat, Sleep, Flex, and Repeat available now on Spring uh, Creators. Yeah, you know, you, you, you got all this stuff. Or you can go to Gresh.Live, you know, get you a hoodie. But yeah, that's that's how you dress accordingly when it comes to Atlanta. Specifically, because um, I'm not talking about the outer Atlanta area where people claim they're Atlanta. I'm talking about actual yeah. Atlanta. So <laughs> you need to that weather is unpredictable. Yeah, you need to dress <laughs> dress like you are all on all the all you're going through all the weather, like literally, because it could be freezing cold in the morning and then hot as hell in the afternoon. Man. It could be freezing. It could be hot in the morning, like a little moisture. Like, oh, it's going to be a little Tim. It's going to be a, 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 a cool weather breeze out on her. And then it started raining. So you never know. Just just dress. If you feel got that gut feeling in your stomach that you're, you're going through something, make sure you dress accordingly. The best way, the best adjustment to try is just open your door and just go outside. That don't even work. That works for the time. Uh, it works for the time being because yeah, yeah. If true, you're trying to true. go out, still dress accordingly, which is all over the place. 
And speaking of all <laughs> over the place, that is what we're going to be talking about because we're going to be talking revisiting WWF Thursday Night Smackdown on today's episode of the Lustrous Podcast from February 22nd, 2001. Pretty much three days after the episode that we reviewed last week because why the hell not? Don't get used to it. It's not going to happen often. I just picked it because why the hell not? And yeah, this is the episode. this is where Triple A attempts to get even with Stone Cold Steve Austin before their clash at No Way Out. The two out of three falls, three stages of hell, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they this is their pretty much their final build because it goes down three days from this episode. Forty, uh, was it, uh, not forty, seventy-two hours. So mm-hmm. it, we'll talk about we'll be talking about that. That's our main feature of this episode of this this show. So uh, hopefully you guys stay tapped in on that one. Speaking of being tapped in, make sure you guys, it is that time for a few housey notes. Excluding the live show reviews, the video format of this show has a new home over on patreon.com slash scratch digital. It will be available for all tiers starting at $1. If you're the person who likes to watch podcasts, that will be your place to go as far as videos is concerned. And as far as everyone else in general, it's still available wherever you listen to your podcast or just by simply visiting www.greshunleash.com. And in case you missed our previous post-show reviews, just so you can get an example of how we do our live shows, make sure you catch our both uh, Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber reviews over at www.youtube.com slash at Grush Unleashed Pod or available wherever you listen to your podcast. It was basically, well, it's the it's basically ordeal where... We're going to, well, we review the pay-per-views or the premium live events, as WWE like to call them now. And we basically just give our thoughts, our initial thoughts. We don't give you no full analytic breakdown. It's pretty much our unfiltered thoughts. Like, if this if this shit suck, if this shit work, we, we talk about it. And we'll, we didn't do AEW Revolution 2023 because I had a show that evening. And I already knew once, whenever, even though I got off in time to watch the entire show, I think I didn't even miss a show. I didn't even miss a match. I think I, I didn't, I missed the, the, I, I, my show ended right when the Jericho and Ricky Starks match happened. Oh, okay. Cause I literally was going to ask, was it good? Like, how was it? Oh, we'll, we'll get to that in just a bit. But that basically stuff like that, we didn't do it because stuff like that happens. But typically if, I don't have a show that day or the day before. We more, I will more than likely let you know because I don't like to. Because even though I was off in time, I would have, it. I I, I could have just did an impromptu live post show, but I was like, by the time it ended, it was it was still midnight, so I didn't even I didn't even bother. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I got y'all next time. But we, but 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 we're gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a brief thoughts because I'm pretty sure you didn't catch it, but. I'm a, we're going to talk about it a little bit, but a little bit more. Uh, also, speaking of more, Grush is back on Twitch uh, on Tuesday, March 14, 2023. Your boy is stepping back on Twitch for a fun time. We'll play yes. some games, obviously, but because one in particular drops at midnight that night, and it's WWE 2K23. I'll probably oh, yeah. play that for a little bit uh, to get a feel of the game and get my initial thoughts, et cetera. And who knows? I might have some people pull up in the chat or on Discord to chop it up and vibe a bit. The time for me to go live will possibly be 10 a.m. Uh, I'm not going to do a wait until midnight stream and then go into the to the next day. 
Gotcha. No. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Rewind, I'm, I'm, I'm getting too old for this. Like, I'm not going to stay up <laughs> midnight, three o'clock in the morning, streaming and all that stuff. Uh, I'm not trying to be up all night to wait for the game. Oh, man. The game to unlock. On, like, you got to do a countdown, then you got to reset, and then the game is unlocked. And now Dang. you can play it. I'm not doing all that. Uh, I'm pretty much doing the same thing I did last year. I'm pre ordering the game on Monday. Uh, I'm not. I don't. I, I don't pre-order as soon as they announce the pre-orders because I want to see some, some fucking footage. Because I'm not. You're not gonna just get me to buy a game blindly and it's the same game. And from the creators that I've actually had the chance to talk to, it's pretty much the same game as 2K22, but with upgrades. So you're basically buying 2K22.20. That's pretty much it. Mm. But and that's not a good. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. The reason why I say it's a good thing is because 2K22 was not bad. It was heading in the right direction. It was okay. like, and I enjoyed that. But yo, make sure you guys tap into twitch.tv slash AO is Gresh. It's literally that simple. A, yo, it's Gresh. A, Y, O, it's Gresh. It's pretty much straightforward. Uh, had a, I did a little t- upgrade presentation wise because I got rid of the red and black and I'm, I'm with the gold and purple. Uh, we're gonna be tapping into some good things, and sometimes I and I'm still trying to juggle content-wise what I'm gonna do on there now that I'm back on Twitch. And more than like the reason why I'm bringing back Twitch is because we eliminated the live weekly podcast. So okay. I wanted to basically not just add that to the list. So I might end up doing like if I go live, I might do post shows, mini post shows. Like if I watch Raw, I probably go live a little bit and talk a little bit about Raw. If I Watch NXT more likely because I watch NXT every Tuesday now. They've been cooking. Uh, I'll probably hop on NXT after that, talk about it. I'll probably do like some watch-alongs where I catch up on shows because I'm still behind on Last of Us. I think I haven't watched since episode two. Oh, okay. You, uh, yeah, you said you you're still behind. I'm still behind, so it's I'm good. probably going to... It's good. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm probably going to catch up on that. I got to catch up on BMF. I got to catch up on Snowfall because mm-hmm. I think I missed... Mm-hmm. I missed episode Snowfall, three. Snowfall, yes, I had to, I had to catch up on Snowfall. I missed episode sure. three, so okay, I had to uh, watch that. I'll probably watch that. I'll probably watch that tomorrow, along with the episode that is going to drop tonight, the time of this recording. So, yeah, make sure you guys tap into Twitch. I'm more than likely going if you follow me on Twitter at Josh Gresham RG, I will literally let you guys know, keep you guys up to date on that. And speaking of up to date, uh, my last. Video on WWE 2K22 just dropped. Uh, it's another fantasy booking where I booked the 2023 King of the Ring tournament, which was announced for May in IRL WWE. So I basically gave my gave you guys a reason on how I will book the King of the Ring uh, tournament this year. I will, and for those of you who want a little t- tidbit, I use some stars from NXT, Raw, SmackDown. That's how I will book it. And like do a little, little showcase for some NXT talent that they feel is ready to be showcased to a bigger stage, and then let the finals come down to possibly Gunther and somebody else. Like uh, I, I the way I booked it, I was like the finals come down to Gunther and Xavier Woods because Xavier Woods is the former champion. I feel like if you're a former champion in the King of the Ring, like if you won it previously, you should be automatically in the next tournament just to defend that crown. Uh, that's just how I will book it. So make sure you guys check that out. And um, have you been, and that I think that's all our house knows, but have you been uh, keeping up to date with uh, WWE 2K23 info, information? 
No. No, I haven't. Okay. Not really. Okay, and that's uh, because I've been trying to play catch up with uh, UFC stuff. Every- and life, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you haven't really been missing anything major. I mean, they've been doing, like, shout out to a lot of creators like uh, Deontay DDJ, Phoenix Nitro. Uh, basically, the entire Vibe House is Mastodon. Uh, all these guys and uh, the Vibe House, oh, not the Vibe House, the Deadlock Boys, uh, Tony, uh, Tony Pizza Guy. CM Pulse, uh, John Blood of New Legacy Inc. Uh, they've been, they, they had the game, they had, they was able to record footage early, I believe, if not last okay. week. I think last week or the week before. And they're on the NDA to release new content as the week goes on because to, to build the final hype to the game. Because they are, so okay. that's the thing a lot of people need to understand. 2K already reached their pre order deadline or goal so now they're just taking their time and just going to release the stuff because it's not really the reason why they probably i think the from what i've seen i think the only new game mode is war games okay everything else is pretty much the same with the tweak and the upgrade so <clears throat> we'll see how that plays out as with me content wise so like if you guys are subscribed to this podcast or to me on Twitch or me on YouTube, you'll see me talk about this game and a lot of other games because that's one thing I want you guys to understand that AO is Gresh is not going to be strictly wrestling. You're going to see me play some some games that probably drop like uh, whenever the hell Game of uh, not Game of Thrones, uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Six decides to drop or whenever the new Spider Man or Wolverine or something like. By the time I get a PS Five, because I'm not getting it right now because there's not enough game in my opinion to purchase a ps5 yet but when i do you'll you'll be able to tell but um other than that i'm gonna have to start finding out how to do that because there may be an episode where i may get on like with a whole nintendo switch setup and play a game and figure that junk out too because i ain't gonna lie like i'm starting to like my twitch even more like now that i finally i think i had my twitch for probably maybe a year year and a half and it's like, even though, like, I had it for, like, DJ purposes, because it's like, I be trying to study, like, other DJs and stuff, and that's why I have it. But then it's like, mm, like, as far as video games, I'm like, okay, I might have to try this out, too, just because, <laughs> just to see, because Lord knows, when I don't, when I have nothing, when I mean nothing, I mean, I'm caught up with my shows, I'm caught up with UFC, caught up with bills everything straight that's when the switch come out so it's like (laughs) at that point leave me alone let me figure out how to beat everybody else in mario kart or if i'm like going against the computer in mk to build my skills up leave me alone like (laughs) i gotta focus yeah with wwe 2k23 they they, it's it's it drops early access drops on the 14th and then i think it officially drops that friday uh, the game itself, from what I'm seeing, it doesn't look too shabby. Like it, it seems like a, it's, it's headed in a step. It looks, cool. it looks cool from the footage that I've seen, the gameplay that I've seen from creators uh, that that had the game early. I like, like I said, this is what this. If this is my last game that I buy WWE game wise, or if I, uh, if this game is it, then it's it's in heading in the right direction. Like we'll see. If I say that now, but the reason why I say that now is because who knows, 2K24 could be next level. We don't know. It ain't going to be 2K20. We ain't never going through that shit again. Because 
but and this is and this isn't this isn't me being a part of no next maker program no 2k uh nda this is just my honest opinion and this is coming from somebody who's been playing these games for a long ass time i've been playing these games <laughs> since smackdown versus raw 2005 Man. so and and two and there was no 2005 it's just smackdown versus raw just before they start mm-hmm. adding the years to it i've been playing this these games on the ps2 ps3 PS4, Man. Xbox 360, Xbox One. I've been playing. Like, I ain't start playing on PC until 2020. So it's like I've been playing these games for a long ass time, and it's literally. And I have yet to sign with anybody. And even if I do sign with somebody, I'm gonna be real. And if they want to cut ties with me, that's their loss, not mine. So yeah, if the and from what I'm seeing, the game is not going to disappoint. Like if you, and this is how I say, if you skipped 2k22 and you just go straight to 2k23 you're perfectly fine because it's literally (laughs) it's literally you it's it's like it's literally the same game with with upgrades that's pretty much and that's and that's what you're going to and that's what a lot of people need to expect when it's there because they're going back to the yearly releases they're not doing bi-yearly anymore that was just the reason why they did the bi-yearly is because 2k20 was so freaking bad gameplay wise and functionality wise that they could not afford to release 2k21 they had to literally create 2k22 they had to start from scratch and go right back up so hopefully this is a continued step in the right direction not too much uh going on with that and that's my thoughts on 2k23 make sure you guys tap into twitch.tv slash ao is and speaking of i might give away a copy of 2k23 as well so Make sure you guys stay tapped in. Is that I, I didn't really announce it in advance because I'm still trying to figure out put pieces in place with the Twitch itself. So who knows? Like if you if you tap into the into the stream and future streams like that, hey, you never know what I I give away. Uh, speaking of never know, brief AEW Revolution 2023 thoughts. Uh, it was so many. Uh, I was I went into this expecting this shit to suck. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like the hype itself was well, not the the hype the build itself was not up to par in my opinion. Like it felt like this isn't worth forty dollars. Was I think it just like thrown the, together? Most of it was like hyped in two weeks. Oh dang! That's like I'm saying because and this is coming from somebody who watches the show. It it didn't feel like they was building to a pay per view. It felt like they were just building to next week, and then it was like, oh shit, we got a pay per view. No. Dang. Like they, and then it's like, and even if you look, if you break down every bill, if you break down the MJ Evers, Brian Damson bill, mm-hmm. the bill was pretty much the same old, same old. If you've seen MJF's feud with every other baby face, you had to go through hurdles to to solidify yeah, your, your spot. Then you had uh, Wardlow and Samoa Joe coming, coming back. You had uh, Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho feuding because. It's like you didn't care about that because why is Ricky Starks feuding with the guy he already beat again for the first time? <laughs> then you had uh, the AEW Outsiders versus AEW Originals storyline because Soraya and Tony Storm and uh, they're trying to get the services of, or they're trying to have Ruby Soho pick a side and all that stuff. It was like this storyline would work in the 90s. If social media wasn't a thing, we all know you're like, oh, you're outsiders. It's like we know you're 
signed to AEW. You got the whole freaking such and such is all elite graphic on Twitter by Tony Khan. So it's not really like you're not breaking ground. And then it's like the what made the NWO outsider storyline work is because you didn't have social media. So you assumed that Razor Ramon was in WCW. You assumed Diesel was in WCW. You assumed that. But then it's like when social media became a thing, when all this stuff became a thing, outside to me, outside of storylines doesn't really work. It, it's it's like you know how it's gonna go. You're going it's like, okay, it's gonna this is basically gonna lead to blood and guts. When they're gonna have their first women's blood and guts match for AEW at some point. That's what they're building today. But as far as uh AEW Revolution in, in general, the show was not that long. Surprisingly, it was like three hours and 40 minutes, give or take. Jesus. Give or take. Three, three hours. Well, three hours if you add the uh, buy-in, the zero hours, excuse me, the zero hour, the zero hour pre-show. So that was, it was, the show itself was literally pretty, pretty much two hours and 40 and 30 minutes. So it wasn't that long. Uh, it was just a lot. Of, it was just, it was just a lot. Yeah, it was a lot to watch at one time, but it wasn't. It was a lot to watch, but I didn't really catch the zero hour pre-show, so it was short for me. And I probably got to start doing that because I'm just gonna be honest with you. The pre-show ain't really. It's just a match to get the crowd hyped and let you know to set the tone. It's not really meant to be taken too serious. Uh, the pre-show was a six-man tag: uh, Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Bros defeat. Uh, Aria Davari and the varsity athletes, uh, Josh Woods and Tony Nese. I didn't really catch that, and I'm probably not going to catch it. Uh, Ricky Starks defeated Chris Jericho in the opening match, and it was a 13-minute match. It was I actually enjoyed it for what it was. Like I didn't really sit, get sit down to process it because I was on the road leaving the show when this when this match was happening. So I was it was literally in the background. And then we had Jungle Boy Jack Perry defeat Christian Cage in the final burial match. They had the part where they closed the casket. Uh, it closed and it, it fell down to kind of to let you know that they're buried six feet deep. But the way that they did it, it was hilarious unintentionally. Uh, but I, but that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because sometimes it's, it's wrestling. It's not meant to be taken too serious. It's right. Let it be, <laughs> let it be goofy. Uh, the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews with Julia Hart defeated the Elite, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson to win the AEW World Trios Championship. This was by far match of the night at this point, in my opinion. It was it, it showed you how the build itself was ass, but the match itself delivered. And then we had the three-way match for the AEW Women's World Championship Jamie Hayter defeated uh, Soraya and Ruby Soho to retain. It was a, it was a decent match. I didn't really the whole story, the premise of the match, the storyline, the who will Ruby choose the the inside the outsiders versus the originals. Didn't care for it. It was a decent match for what it was. You could tell that they was trying not to do too much because you know Jamie Hayter is a heavy hitter. Soraya got a neck of duck glue and thoughts and prayers. So. Can't really, she can't really take too many hits or she'll be back okay. retired again. So it, it can't really okay. do too much. Uh, after the match, Ruby Soho turned on, quote-unquote, uh, the originals and Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter to align with 
uh, Soraya and Tony Storm. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Next up, we had Hangman Adam Page defeat John Moxley via submission in a Texas Death Match. It is basically uh, you either you you win the match by incapacitating your opponent to the count of ten, or they tap out. So that's pretty. It's pretty much a enhanced last man standing match, in a way. Uh, this match was brutal, <laughs> to say the very least. Uh, I've seen deadlier death matches. It wasn't too edgy. A lot of people on Twitter wasn't wasn't a fan of it. Like he, I think you saw Mots in, incorporate a fork. I said, "Boy, put that fork down," and I ain't mean it like that. He shoved it in that man's head. Um, it was it was insane to say the very least. Uh, other thoughts about it: the match itself was it was it wasn't it. it, it death matches aren't hundred percent my cup of tea, but I don't dismiss it either. But this one was pretty. It was pretty brutal and, and barbaric for what it was. So I appreciate that one. And uh well, hey man, he, he hung in there with Mox and Mox is competing again on Dynamite because this man doesn't take a vacation for some reason. Uh Wartlow defeated Samoa Joe via t- TKO to win the or regain the AEW TNT championship. Joe just won it back and he lost it to Wartlow. And now Wartlow faces Powerhouse Hobbs on AEW Dynamite. And if he wins. Yay, if he loses, boo, as far as what Hobbs. Uh, apparently, Warlow got got robbed um, in San Francisco because he, I guess he left his bag and stuff in the car and they smashed his rental car and took his, his, his bag and the belt. And I'm like, bruh, I'm pretty sure people on social media who went to San Francisco literally said, do not leave your gear your bag in the car because San, San Francisco is not the place to to matter, leave gear at. To matter of fact, you San Francisco. I can tell you right now, San Francisco, Atlanta, Douglasville, Blah. Clayton County, Fulton Industrial. You do not leave your luggage out in the open. Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida. It's so many. Like, to be honest, so many places. To be honest with you, don't leave it out. Arizona, like, do you want us to keep going? (laughs) To be honest, to be honest with you, you don't leave it out and open anywhere. I'm just gonna let you know that right now. You take your shit with you. Common sense. (laughs) Either take it with you, or you make sure you have, or or put it under the seat to where it can't be seen. Right. Like, be creative with hiding your shit. Like, don't just leave it out. Like, especially in, if it's like, like, bro, I don't victim blame anybody, but it's like, bro, I hope you get it solved and resolved. But like, come on, man, don't let that be a lesson to you, to everybody. Just, just don't, 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 don't leave it out because people don't care. They will break your shit and leave you with the bill. Because now you gotta repair the yeah you gotta repair the window and if you didn't get the and if you didn't get the insurance on a rental car that's coming yes. out your pocket bro so yes indeed hope y'all get y'all hope y'all get that situated uh next up we had a four way ma- tag team match the guns defeated the acclaimed and Jared Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett 
And Orange Cassidy and Denhausen to retain the titles. I didn't care about this match. I literally went up and did anything else. Uh, this was pretty much the, my least favorite match of the entire night. I just don't care. I just didn't care. This was just the most randomized tag team match. It was decent, but I just didn't care. So if you are a fan of all these individuals, you probably enjoyed this match. Me, personally, didn't care. And then we get the main event, an Ironman match, 60-minute Ironman match for the AEW World's Heavyweight Championship, MJF, defeating Brian Danielson 4-3 in a sudden death. So that means the match went an hour and five minutes and 20 seconds. And I watched the entire thing, and I was not bored. Not one bit. Not, not at all. I enjoyed it for what it was. It, it was decent. Uh, MJF uh, splashed a kid with a drink after taking out his mother's hand. Uh, that was a whole debate on Twitter. That was not needed at all. Like, I get people want want him to play a heel, but me personally. And I, and I said this when I was watching live. If you did that shit in Atlanta, man, they would spend a block on you and get, they locate, they spend, when it comes to stupid stuff and when it comes to our kids, and our nieces and nephews here in Atlanta, we spend the block and locate addresses. Yeah. That's, if we don't get it in the text message first. If we don't get it in the text message first. Like, we got people. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Basically, make sure. <laughs> like, and I'm pretty sure. And I know a lot of people was trying to blame the mother and all this stuff. Like, oh, why were you drinking? Because apparently it was reported that it was tequila. Some people say it was rum. It was whatever it is, but in in all in all, the kid wasn't even interacting with the with the show. He was literally just sitting there minding his business, and all he saw was a drink get thrown on him. How did how do you? And he was upset, and they obviously took care of it. AEW took care of it. It wasn't needed. I'm not finna harp on it. I'm not finna call MJF like this this shitty person. I don't know the nigga like that, but at the same time, it's like that wasn't needed. Uh, and you've been warned. Just if y'all ever come back to Atlanta, I'm not talking about Duluth. I don't know how Duluth rolls out there, but I'm talking about Atlanta, Atlanta. Don't do that shit out here. That's all I'm saying. Don't don't do that shit out here because especially if we don't if you don't get the pre approval. Like if it's a parent that approves it, that's one thing. But if it's just a, if it's not approved, and you just just, just do did it. Don't be su- don't be surprised. Surprise. Don't be surprised if you either get a fist to the face and all hell breaks loose. Like we're, I'm not saying don't be a heel. I'm not saying don't be a dick to people. If you if people are interacting with you and you just throw a drink at them, that's okay. But if it's a kid and you don't get the pre approval and a lawsuit can happen, a some a fist fight can happen. Someone can pull can sneak a gun in. You don't know like. So, like I get that the eighties and the seventies, that's 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 the past. Like I, I get they used to do that shit in the past, but this is the twenty. I'm telling you how twenty twenty three works. Can I tell you how twenty twenty three works? Don't do that shit. They have a total different mentality now. There's a whole different mentality. Like I'm not talking about like me. Oh, per- another different animal. <laughs> see, 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 if it was me and my if it was me and my sister and my little, little nephew, and you did that shit to him, I'm not pulling her back. Because I would, I probably wouldn't jump. I probably would jump, but she would jump before me. Because she don't process shit. She just reacts. Especially when her kid is involved. Same thing with, with my other sister and her, and, her, and her three kids. Anything that happens to them, they react. Mm-hmm. You got to understand how... Instant, us, parent, mother instinct, you have black to, mom instinct just... You know, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm, I'm telling you how it works in the South. I ain't talking about how it works in the East, in the North, in the West. I'm talking about how it works in the South. Don't do that shit out here. 
That's all I'm saying. Black moms from the South don't play that junk. They don't take that too lightly. No. <laughs> they, no. Chastised. Like, if it was if, <laughs> between 1999 and 2020 in 2009, 1994 to 2009, my mama probably would have lit you up and turned you into Swiss cheese with, oh, with a Glock or a knife or with her with her bare hands. Hey. She's calm. She's calmed down ever since I've gotten older because I can handle myself. I whoop your ass myself. But if 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 you mess with her child. Whether it's me, my sister, my other brother, my uh, my other sister, whoever, she will light you up without que- no questions asked. She will light you up and take the charge. Are like that, and it's crazy how like even though my parents they're in their fifties now, they still can swing. It's crazy. It blows my mind. Even though they're like, yeah, we know y'all can handle yourself, but we here too. And I'm like, whoa, like this ain't your fight. What it is, <laughs> like, it ain't your fight, but it is at the same time. So it's like you can't really, you can't you can't really fault them. You can't really fault them for wanting to protect their kids. I get it. I I I, I truly do. I get it. So so I just roll with. I said, you know what, y'all got it. Like 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 I no more. That's what I'm saying. So basically, we, we gave you a nice little worn skin. Like we gave you a little worn skin. Like yeah, if you come to the south, you've been warned. That's all I'm saying. And if anything, if you do it again, like I'm saying, you can do it. Like I'm not. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, you shouldn't do this. I'm saying if it if it's approved. Like if the parents say, uh, like if if you talk to the parent in advance to say, hey, uh, I want to do this spot or such and such want to do this spot. Uh, where he tosses water on your kid. You cool with that? And the kid says, yeah. Sure it's pre-approved. That's all. This may, see, and and I'm pretty sure, because I believe, uh, like, who knows? Like, what, would they do this in WWE? Would they do this in other places? Probably. I don't know. I don't work for these motherfuckers. But from what I'm seeing, I'm just letting you know how it works here in Atlanta. Do that shit. You're going to get got. Especially if, we don't, if, if, if you want to deal with the people here in the South. Like, that's all I'm saying. That's all I will say about that. But what overall, what, what was my match of the night for AEW Revolution? I would say the Iron Man match. I enjoyed it. What was the worst match of the night? The tag team match. I just did not give a shit. Uh, overall thoughts on the booking and the flow of the show? I thought it was booked perfect. I, I was, I wasn't. It wasn't perfectly booked, but I thought it was booked pretty well. Uh, I enjoyed the flow of the show. Nothing felt like it lasted too long. Everything felt like it was just right. But that's coming from someone who didn't watch the. The, the the from top 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 like the pre-show all the way to the end i watched it from when i got back to my chair i was it was the beginning of the six-man tag so i watched that in, in its entirety in my chair so yeah i would i would say i enjoyed the booking uh was AEW Revolution 2023 the best AEW pay-per-view yet? I would say it's up there. Like it's some it's some gems that I personally enjoy, but this as far as pacing and flow, this was the best booked show as far as pacing and flow. And it's only it can only get better from that because we got to remember this is a young company. They they got they still going through growing pains. They're not going to be perfect. We'll see that. Um, but yeah, if you haven't checked out, if swallow happy swallow yourself, if you haven't checked out. Uh, AEW Revolution. I would probably tell you to re- check out the Iron Man match, the trios match, and the Ricky Starks 
and Jericho match. And if you want to just go through what me and Big E love and watch Big Meaty Men smacking meat, uh, you can check out the Samoan Joe and uh, Warlow match because that was pretty, that was just a hoss fight for what it was. All right, now it's time for us to step back in time or enter our proverbial time machine and check out WWE SmackDown from February 22nd 2001 exactly three days after the raw we reviewed last week if you haven't checked that out make sure you check out episode 38 we t- we checked up we basically was it was a good time we had some jokes out there some highlights and some stuff you guys can check it out as well but uh yeah this was basically a interesting type of ordeal uh this was basically where Triple H attempted to get even with your your boy Old Stone Cold, Old Stone Cold from what he what went down where he Stone Cold stunned Stephanie McMahon on Raw. Uh, that was pretty much replayed the entire night during this episode that we talked about. Uh, we get the classic WWF intro before we cut right into the SmackDown intro, which got me hype. The like i don't know what they it's just a, it was just a bunch of just noise <laughs> but if you're if you're if you're baked like i'm always when i'm watching these shows it doesn't matter is you gonna bop regardless yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that. We're 72 hours away from No Way Out live in Kansas City with Michael Cole and Jared King Lawler on commentary. They hype up the six man tag team notice qualification main event. It'll be The Rock and the Brothers of Destruction versus Kurt Angle, WWF champion Edge and Christian. With JR conducting an interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H just days before their three stages of hell match. Uh, we kick off the show with WWF champion Kurt Angle just days before defending his WWF title against The Rock. Full track suit, gold medal, the most 2001 white boy shoe game I've ever seen. So that was that and so so much more in that situation. Th- yeah, this was the most 2001. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even know what brand shoes was, but I'm like the entire fit itself was just... Atrocious. <laughs> the most ugliest suit I've ever seen before. But Kurt sends a shout out to his tag team partners later on, Edge and Christian, before doing a five second pose with the WWF Championship. The crowd starts chanting, Angle sucks. Angle sucks. Angle sucks. And <laughs> which Kurt's saying, Now nah, I know that's not what you're thinking. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure that's what they're thinking about, my boy. I'm just saying. Uh, he said, I don't know what, you, what I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Grab your camera, honey. That damn picture is gonna be worth something. Last time Kurt Angle stands in the ring on SmackDown, the WWF champion. That's gonna be a genuine collect item. He says, "Sorry to disappoint you, but you're just gonna have to earn your money some other way." And he will beat the odds by beating The Rock, keeping his WWF championship. Kurt Angle calls The Rock Casey Kasem with this countdown stuff before saying, tick-tock my ass. I'm like, pause. Uh, Kurt Angle then talks about the WWF, the volume, oh, the music volume five, and Kurt mentions who's on the cover, The Rock, and talks about his song, Pie, featuring Slick Rick 
before we hear it. And I didn't hate the pie song. I didn't either. I was like, this man's talking Chinese and stuff on it. I'm like, I, I don't think I've ever listened to WWF the bot the music volume five. I think I need to check it out. If I if it's if it's on Spotify, I need to check it out. I heard that. I was like, dang, I might have to. When I was watching it last night, I was like, you know what? I might have to um listen to this whole entire soundtrack. Because <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm like, this don't sound. I like the pop song already. <laughs> like, this ain't too shabby right now. I'm like, hold on. Uh, Kurt, <laughs> Kurt says, what the freaking heck was that? And I'm like, bro, you are white. You are white as fuck. Oh my god. Uh, Kurt says there's actually people who enjoy that, and that and that's the man you want to see as the next WWF champion. And then he goes on to uh, insult a baseball Hall of Famer. Did you catch the name? I didn't really catch it. It was some type, some local Hall of Famer, you know, cheap heat. Before Kurt says the song is a disgrace. Kurt didn't lose to Rock not talking about pie on that song, but well, he was basically talking about pussy. So, right. um, <laughs> I was like, y'all don't get it, like. Like, he was talking about pussy. That's... Come on, like <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> Poontang pie, like there's no brand of Poontang at all. Nowhere is Poontang exists. Like I, I should know. I should know. Ten year old me was googling what is Poontang. It what is Poontang. I was searching for all types of brands of Poontang pie. I was searching. All I saw was apple pie, peach pie. Uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, pecan pie, pumpkin pie. That shit is garbage. Uh, I've seen all types of pie, but I still ain't to my life seen poontang pie until I was old enough. And then I was, and then I saw this girl, and I was like, oh, that's what poontang is. So that's what I'm saying. You gotta, <laughs> you you got. It's it's, it's basically you. I it's, it, yeah. Oh, if you ever see me, I want to eat some pie. I want to eat some pie. He, he just asked for some pussy. That's all. He, he wants some pussy. He wants some. He wants. He wants some genuine pussy. That's all I'm saying. That's all he wants. Like, it's, there's nothing. There's nothing else to allude to in that situation. Uh, Kurt then shows highlights of him beating up the Rock using his song "Metal," and the crowd started chanting for Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. Kurt played the song again. The crowd started chanting "You suck" along with the beat, and I was like, "Did they?" I was wondering if they started this trend. And not Toronto in 2002 because they was singing "You Suck," so I'm pretty sure this is when the "You Suck" started. It 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 kind of started like they it it didn't catch on with a lot of cities until maybe 2002, but this is when I pretty much I'm pretty sure we heard it for the first time here. Uh, Kurt then says, "Time for talk is over," and he's letting his action speak for him and says, "After tonight and at No Way Out, he'll be singing a different tune." The I just got my. Brahma Bull ass beat blues. And that great one is true. Before he does his own, if you're some what the champ is cooking before walking away. And then we see Stone Cold. I enjoyed that entire promo. Like it was basically to get you to hate this man mm-hmm. before the main event, as well as No Way Out. Uh, we then see Stone Cold show up to the arena. It's about to get good because that man, whenever he shows up, you already know business is about to pick up. Then backstage, we see a random limo pull up, and then there's random horses in the background. And I start my eyes start getting confused because I'm like, "What am I watching again?" 
Then they cut to Stone Cold getting coffee before showing Stephanie get stunned by Austin on Raw. After that, we see Stephanie and Triple H in the back with Stephanie still selling the stunner, stunner from Monday, saying she can't believe Austin did that to her. I can. <laughs> you slapped her. <laughs> Hello. Like, what you think was going to happen? That's all I'm saying. Before Triple H <laughs> says he will pay for, for that guarantee, Stephanie reiterates that he can't lose his cool during that face-to-face Later on, he can't risk that six-month suspension. Triple H says he don't know what he'll do when he gets there. He don't know what will happen. But he says when he get out there, but he can promise that if he does lose it and get suspended for six months, he won't just take out Austin for over a year. He'll take him out for good. Next up, we get Jeff Hardy accompanied to the ring by Lita for competition. And then we get a recap of the Dean Malenko versus Lita matchup and the post-match celebration kiss between her and Matt. Awkward. Uh, Jeff Hardy's opponent is none other than the bad man, Rikishi. I'm a bad man. You're a bad man. That's on the WWF Music, the volume five, five, volume five. I don't know why I just said it like that. Volume five is on WWF Music, volume five. Uh, I don't know if you saw that report that Rikishi's talking about he should join the bloodline in modern times. Yeah, I did. If, I did see that. If he if he decides to join the bloodline, he should he definitely should bring this song back. I surely oh. did. That. I was like, Nah. Okay. He, he can stay. He can stay away because, bro, your son out there talking about why you got to do me like that in 2020. You ain't do nothing. Your son out there getting choked out in hell. Right. Himself. Like you stepped in. You, so you had okay. You had plenty of chances to step in, and the fact that you did not step in and just let this man get beat up <laughs> says a lot. So, about you. So it's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? What, what, well, apparently we know whose side you on, cause you just go let that ride. You, you don't care. <laughs> man, nah, you, 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 you can stay. You can stay. You just gonna let Big Oos like dog him out, huh? That's mm-hmm. what we doing. You can stay home. Like, you don't care. Stay your ass home. <laughs> he like I did my part. Nah, like, stay your ass home. <laughs> like, stay home. Nah, you gonna you gonna let me you gonna let my ass get beat this time. Stay your ass home. Goodbye. Uh, the, <laughs> the match itself was basically a big man versus little man TV match uh, in the beginning with Rikishi maintaining control, uh, with Jeff trying to fight back often, but is instantly stopped by Rikishi. Uh, Jeff tried to go for the whisper in the wind, but Rikishi said, "Get that shit out of here." He literally swatted him, and he went to the, he landed back first. And speaking of get that out of out of here, we get another close up. Of Rikishi's ass for some reason, unprovoked. Before he took out Jeff with a super kick and leg drop. These cameramen are obsessed with this man's ass. I'm sorry. Like, I'm glad. Like, they are. Like, every, do I have to see this man's cheeks every episode? Yeah, maybe not want to review retro uh, the, the attitude there because all I saw was this man's ass. Shit. Dang, man. Damn. Just can't catch a break. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man. Can't catch a break. Uh, Rikishi it took out Jeff with a super kick and leg drop before going for the bonsai drop to pick up the win. This was pretty much a one-sided match. Uh, Rikishi starts walking away before coming back and teases to attack Jeff some more, but then Lita heads to the top rope for some reason on the opposite side of the ring. Rikishi over here, you over there. Uh, and Rikishi said, not today, and just shook the rope and caused her to fall before Rikishi... He didn't tease. He didn't give her a warning. He just shoved his whole ass cheeks all up in Lita's face. 
But he just went. <laughs> he just went for the kill. Like no, no warning. We thought we had it bad with him. So on a close up, he just shoved his his okay. ass cheeks up this woman's face unprovoked, but no, for no reason. Just don't, he just he just. But do you get a Rikisha, Do you get a hard on for 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 shoving your face your ass up people's faces? Man, don't be care. That man just said, boom. Like, he ain't, I'm pretty sure he farted a few times. You never know. Uh, she, he, he, Matt, obviously, after he literally would not let that let the stink face go. So Matt came out to fight off Rikishi, and they checked on Jeff, and that was the end of this segment. Uh, we cut back to the limo again. There's a barn show going on, apparently. Uh, after the break, we see William Regal and Trish Stratus talking before Kurt Angle walks up and ends their managerial relationship from the Royal Rumble or around the town of Royal Rumble before William Regal says, well, that's splendid because she can accompany him to the ring on a full-time basis starting tonight with uh, going against that miserable toe rack test. But Trish says she has another commitment to attend to. And, um, okay. We then get a recap of the setup of Edge and Christian committed on Monday involving the Brothers of Destruction and Dudley Boys. And then we show we show or we we are taken to the back with the Dudley Boys are interviewed by Kevin Kelly next, with uh, Bubba Ray hyping up the fact that the Triple Threat Tag Team match will be a tables match on Sunday and basically says that the other teams are screwed. Bubba is a pretty good promo uh, here. Uh, I enjoyed it. Like I like the way he hyped stuff up back in the day. Um, we then cut to back back to JR getting interviewed by Jonathan Coachman about his upcoming interview with Stone Cold and Triple H later with JR having doubts that the two can keep it together because if they break the zero tolerance, then the whole match is is done. Uh, we then see Trish Stratus walk up to the limo and open her jacket, showing her boobs, uh, and talking to... <laughs> She talks to someone all flirtatious before telling them to move over, and they basically about to do the devil's tango. <laughs> uh, we then do get a do not try this at home promo that everybody absolutely ignored. Because <laughs> I know I did. The many times I whooped my cousin's asses. Uh, Man. We then cut back to the limo, and the windows are now fogged up, and we hear some heavy moaning. Uh, I had to turn it off, like, because they was like whisper. They were like, shh. shh. What's that? What's that? And I turned it on like, oh, she's actually moaning. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Trish was getting her back. Trish was getting her back broke like a wishbone. So, yeah. All power to you, sister. Uh, next <laughs> up, we see the arrival of WWF Hardcore Champion Raven with his shopping cart to scout the winner of this next match, who will face Raven for the title at No Way Out. Our first is none other than Crash, who will face Perry Saturn, accompanied by Terry, who was cold. Nip nips, uh, with King wishing to get hardcore with Terry. All right, man. Uh, the match starts with Perry and Crash. I didn't know what type of match it was, and I had to Google on Wikipedia. It was dubbed the. Did I pull it up? Let me see. Did I pull it up? Yeah, it was dubbed the Chaos Hardcore Match. It was basically, I guess the one. It was basically a glorified championship challenge match, or. Championship scramble match or some shit. Yeah. It was basically it, it, it was a lot going on. Uh we had K Quick, Big Show, Crash Holly, Hardcore Holly. Who else was in this match? Yeah, Paris, Steve Blackman, all these other people. So 
it was pretty much a weapons field type of gauntlet match. Uh, commentary didn't clarify, so I was literally confused until I looked it up after watching the show. Uh, whoever won, but I just knew whoever won would face Raven. Raven then randomly said Carmen Electra is wearing a ninja suit that's been uh, helping him win, but said, nah, not really. Okay. Uh, the match was all over the place, like I said, with weapon use uh, before Big Show hit a choke slam on K quick to pick up the win and will face Raven for the hardcore title in No Way Out. Raven then jumped him with this big-ass stop sign. Like, it's literally bigger than him. Uh, like, it was literally comedic for no reason. But that didn't work before Big Show hit the final cut on Raven to send a message. I'm surprised he didn't just pin him right here. Like, it was 24-7 rules, but I guess they had, yeah. to, they had a pay-per-view to sell, so I, I get it, I guess. Uh, we get the final hype before the in-ring interview between Stone Cold and Triple H with Stephanie pleading with Triple H to not touch Austin. And Triple H says he can't make any promises before storming out. Yeah, she was like, don't touch Austin. No, please don't touch please, him. Please don't touch Austin. I'm like, girl, please, that's going to happen. He ain't going to get touched. <laughs> uh, WWF Rewind presented by WWF SmackDown know, to know Your Role. I haven't played that game in a minute. It's, it still sucked. So, here's that. <laughs> It was it was a it was a place. Was I was a just play- gonna say, like, did I even get? It? I don't even. Do I even remember playing that game? I probably did. It was. I probably did play it. It was on. I think it was on PlayStation One or something like that. So it was. It was alright. It wasn't. It, it, it's like if you compare it to mod, to not modern times, it's, it sucks. But if you are for the time, it was good. Uh, it, the the rewind was basically showing Stone Cold stunning and stepping with man again. I mean, it gets me hyped every time, but yeah. Next up, we get old boomers, Sooners. Jim Ross, he makes his way out to the ring for the interview before hyping up the three stages of hell. First fall will be a single straight-up fight match, a wrestling match. Second fall will be a street fight, and in the case that it goes all the way, third and final fall will be a steel cage match. Jim Ross then proceeds to hype up the two out of three falls match by breaking down each fall before showing a recap of what led to this match, including Stone Cold, Steve Austin getting... Ran down uh, their their match at Survivor Series, ending with Triple H getting dropped off of a forklift, saying, holy shit, uh, Triple H costing Stone Cold out of the WWF title against Kurt Angle or screwing him out of the WWF title on Raw. Stone Cold costing Triple H the title at the Royal Rumble. Stone Cold winning the Royal Rumble, then them signing the contract, and then obviously Stone Cold... Uh, oh, they signed a contract for No Way Out, including the no contact rule. Stone Cold getting attacked from behind by Triple H before signing the contract himself. So he basically got one lick off before he couldn't touch him again. And then obviously Stone Cold stunning Stephanie McMahon. I love this package. Like the, it, it is obviously not up to standard what they do now or what we do now as far as production wise. But I enjoyed the package for what it was. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. Uh, JR introduces Stone Cold Steve Austin, but Triple H walks out first instead and does his full entrance with the spit and all that stuff before taking the mic from Jim Ross. And then Triple H proceeds to reiterate what JR says about the match and and then says Stone Cold will have no choice but to respect him and fear him after No Way Out because he will demand it. Triple H says in the first fall, he will break his spirit. In the second fall, he will break his bones, like JR said. Triple A says, if you think he will risk it all to beat Stone Cold's ass in the middle of the ring, and he says that everybody who thinks that are wrong. Hmm. He's the cerebral assassin, as JR likes to call him, and he's a thinking man. And then addresses Stone Cold, stunning his wife, and says, 
while he was pissed off to start with lighting fuel and the gas, it, it's not going to make him lose control or get him suspended for six months, but he will have an answer to that assault before stunning, before hitting a pedigree on Jim Ross, before Stone Cold runs out full hoochie daddy shorts and, and gold chain running out to, to try to make the save. But Stone Cold, can't, he can't touch the game until Sunday. This was basically, like I said, a response to Austin Stunning, Stephanie McMahon, playing on their close friendship. If Monday didn't get you hyped for sun- Sunday, this did. I enjoyed this entire segment. Like it was, it it, it didn't overstay its welcome. It was straight to the point. Triple H responded to Stone Cold's assault in kind. I enjoyed it. It was really, really good. After the break and hyping up of WWF New York, we get a recap of what just went down before they proceed to hype up No Way Out, including the fatal four-way match for the Intercontinental Championship: Jericho versus X Pac versus Eddie Guerrero versus Benoit. After Chris's comments on Raw, Vince McMahon may, makes a tag team match for this evening. Chris Jericho teaming with X-Pac to take on Eddie Guerrero and Crispin. Uh, Benoit and Jericho started off the match with for their respective teams. This was basically a can they coexist type type beat. As the match progressed, I started rolling up one. Like, this is a legit sidebar. This, I wrote this down. I, was, I started rolling up a joint. So, like, uh, yeah. Uh, the ending of the match came about when X-Pac kicked his own partner in the face before Benoit locked in the crossface, forcing Jericho to tap out and pick up the win for their team. Benoit then let go before Eddie started brawling with Xbox, Xbox, X-Pac a bit before <laughs> Justin Credible came out and hit a low blow on Eddie so that X-Pac can hit an X-Factor on Guerrero before both men did hit a super kick or a double super kick on Benoit. They took Benoit to Super Kick Party before it was a thing. With both men standing tall. Next up, we get WWF Women's Champion Ivory and the Cat heading to the ring next for a match. Cat started, wore this big-ass shirt and ripped it open and revealed her gear. And I'm like, all right, white woman. (laughs) (laughs) But that match is next. Uh, Back from the break, we see Edge and Christian complaining about facing Undertaker and Kane again, refusing to take the last ride again. It hurt hurt Sickles or something like that. However, Edge said, they were just so Edge and Christian here, it wasn't even funny. And then (laughs) Christian trying to understand how Kane is back up after a concerto. Kurt says, what happened to the cocky brass guys he knows and loves before hyping them up, saying they got this before they leave the locker room? Next up... We next up, it, the women's title is on the line for some reason. As the leader of Right to Nudity, the cat comes out who challenges RTC's Ivory before they hype up King versus Steven Richards. Where if King wins, the cat gets naked, but if Steven wins, the cat has to join the RTC. I think this story didn't go anywhere after the Raw after No Way Out because I think the cat legit quit and. Her oh. then her then husband uh King quit with her too. So the whole storyline was pretty much dropped. And the, I think the, after a few appearances, the cat just retired from the business. So there's that. Oh wow. Um the match starts and I then the cat does a suplex and a monkey flip, and that caught me completely off guard. I'm like, this ain't bad. Uh Ivory took control of the match, basically playing the wrestling equivalent of Miss Trunchbull. No more nudity. And I'm like, she played that real well. 
Ivory got distracted taunting to King before the cat ripped Ivory's shirt off for some reason. And then the RTC siren went off with uh, Godfather or Goodfather, Bull Buchanan, and Val Venus walking down to the ring. King tries to grab a chair but was kicked out of nowhere by Stephen Richards with the Stevie kick before each member hit their respective finishers, finishers on King and made the cat watch every bit. I guess this match was thrown out. I didn't hear a bell, so there's that. The assault ends with a DDT on a chair by Stephen Richards, the cat consoling King while crying. Nice way to get the heat, the heat on the heels before Sunday. Back from the break, we get a recap of what, about what just happened, and then we get Taz coming out full entrance to join Cole on commentary, taking advantage and seizing the opportunity to do commentary. Next up, we get, uh, as William Regal makes his way to the ring, we get a WWF Overdrive week recap of the week of Tess winning the WWF European title last month on Raw. Tess makes his way out to defend the title. Regal jumps Tess to start the match with Tess quickly regaining control. Regal eventually regains control himself until Al Snow walks out and he still campaigns to become the WWF commissioner. They basically spend the duration of this match cutting between the match and Al Snow. This match was pretty good, even though you can barely see it at times because they kept cutting back and forth. Regal, for some reason, goes to grab Al Snow when the ref was distracted and Snow hit Regal with a with head, basically, which leads to Test hitting the big boot on Regal to retain the European title. Decent match. Uh, you, you can tell that they didn't really care too much about it because they were still building the Al Snow becoming commissioner gimmick, which eventually I believe is awarded to William Regal instead. So he basically wasted his time. Uh, we then cut back to Stephanie McMahon watching the limo because apparently Trish is still in there getting her back blown out. Uh, with Trish shouting, I'll show you, <laughs> with Stephanie, excuse me, shouting, I'll show you who's daddy, who daddy's little girl is, Trish, before storming out. I'm like, uh, I don't think that came out right. What do you mean by that? All right. Uh, we then get the Dudley boys storming out with a table in hand before leaning the table against the apron with Bubba Ray sp spelling out no way out in paint, basically sending a message to Undertaker Kane and Edge and Christian. They then cut to Stephanie McMahon storming up to the limo in the back, demanding Trish to come out. But Trish wasn't in the limo. She wasn't getting her back blown out. She was faking it the entire time as she jumped Stephanie from behind. Trish shut her up. She wasn't getting her black. Mm -hmm. he, she wasn't getting her back blown out. She was. She was just faking it. She was. She just. I guess she had. Man, she messed her up, bro. <laughs> she tossed her in a stack of hay before shoving her face in horse shit. Literal horse shit. It was literally shit. It was bad. And, and then covering her in brown slop. Then that 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 whole thing was gross. Like the stuff that Stephanie went through. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I was like, so you're not going to address that maybe you are the problem? Like, you don't have to, girl. Mm -mm. No, no, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about. Ain't no way. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the stuff she agreed to do back then. I ain't yeah, I'm, I'm like, not talking about storyline wise. I'm talking about in general. Like, I would have said no. Girl, please. <laughs> yeah, thank Uh. <laughs> After all what? that, after all that, we then cut to the back with uh, Kurt Angle, Edge, and Christian, and then The Rock and the Brothers of Destruction as the 
as the final hype for the main event. Uh, we get uh, obviously we get a recap of what just happened, and like my 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 comment stands. Stephanie, you're better than me because I won't agree to do none of that shit. Uh, the WWF oh. Slam of the Week presented by Wider Results Muscle Builder. They show a recap of what Kurt Angle did to The Rock week prior on SmackDown with the ankle lock after their respective match. Uh, it's time for our main event of the evening. This show went by quick because I believe it's on. It, it's not. It's not. It's on. It was on network television, so I believe the show was a little shorter. It's a six-man tag team match. Out first is WWF Champion Kurt Angle, Edge, and Christian. And after acknowledging the tables, keep rolling, 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 keep rolling, 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 rolling. Undertaker and Kane make their way out <laughs> to the ring. Uh, Undertaker sees the table and pushes that shit to the side. He's like, man, get that shit out of here. Brushing it off before The Rock makes his way to the ring, joining the festivities. Undertaker wants to start the match, and Edge and Christian don't want to start with him. They're like, nah, you do it. Nah, you do it. Nah, you do it. <laughs> so they tag Kurt and Undertaker. I'm <laughs> they like nah. They like nah. I'm, I'm, they, they just tag. They just went ahead and tagged Kurt, and Undertaker starts going in on the champion. This was pretty much a standard six man tag team match at this point, uh, with the bigger men t- maintaining control throughout the m- match until The Rock makes the tag and dares Kurt to bring it, but he doesn't. And as Rock goes for the rock bottom, Kurt slips in and sneaks and sneak up on him and attacks him. And at this point, The Rock will be on the defense for this entire duration of the match. And after the heels dominated Rock, uh, Kurt made the tag again, and Rock fought back before taking out the champion. Edge and Christian are taken out by Undertaker and Kane with choke slams and brawling all over the place, and all hell breaks loose until the Dudley boys run out. And I, and for a moment, I forgot it was a tag team match. I was like, is this going to be a DQ? But then I was like, oh, yeah, Taz pointed it out. So I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, this is a DQ, so they're not going to get DQ. They attacked uh, Edge and Christian. The Dudley set up the 3D through the table until Undertaker pulls Christian out of the ring and the Dudley's double-team Undertaker and all hell continues to break loose like it was literally brawling all over the place. The camera cuts galore. Uh, Kurt Angle and The Rock are brawling a bit until Rock locks in the ugliest sharpshooter I've ever seen on my life on Kurt forcing him to tap until Edge broke it up because the referee was outside dealing with people so he didn't see the tap. Uh, And Rock attacked Edge, sending him to the floor and that opening allowed Kurt to hit the Olympic slam on Rock through the table that was set up in the ring. And that was enough for Kurt to pin the Rock and pick up the win for the team. And that was your six-man tag. But Kurt wasn't done. He was that, like, he's like, but wait. He's like, but wait. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> then, Kurt, then he went ahead and locked in the ankle lock on Rock, forcing Rock to reluctantly tap out with the the little rubber that be on tables around this man's neck. The visual was sick. Uh, will that be the case this Sunday at No Way Out? Spoiler alert. No. The Rock won. And that is how this show ends with Kurt having Rock in the ankle lock. And that is SmackDown. Overall, I enjoyed the show. Like, it was... Most of the, the, most of the part I was rolling, I was rolling the blunt, but it was... It was it was an enjoyable <laughs> show. Like it, it nothing nothing made me regret watching picking this one, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed SmackDown. Like the 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 stuff that Stephanie went through, but I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it at all. Uh, what what's it called? The the highlight of the show was basically 
the Triple H and Stone Cold segment. That that was a, a final build. I believe Triple H won that three stages of hell match. So that was a barn burner match that a lot of people they still talk about it to this day. I I believe Triple H and Shawn Michaels is up there with with, the, with one of the best three stages of hell. But I don't think, and I think they, I think Triple H and Randy Orton did one in two thousand and nine. I don't think they've really done that ever since. Like they need to run that back. There were three matches in one. Best best two out of three falls. They need to bring back bring that back. I don't even care if it's in AEW. Just bring it back. And that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. This week's uh, episode of the Illustrious Gresham Lee's podcast, episode 39. Uh, make sure you guys are keeping up to date with everything with us by following us at Gresham Lee's or Gresham Lee's pod on YouTube. Make sure you keep subscribed and all that good stuff. Like I said, make sure you guys check me out when I'm back on Twitch next week. Is it next week? Yeah, next week, I think. Yeah, the 14th. I'm back on Gresham Lee uh, on AO ish Gresh on Twitch. Uh, we'll be it'll be a good time over over there as well. I'll I will finalize my stream schedule so you guys can uh, know uh, when I go live in particular. I'm trying myself to be dedicated to the streams as more because I am going to be now that I've pretty much I found a perfect balance for the YouTube side of stuff. I can start streaming more and focus on that and have fun with that. Uh, make sure you guys uh, stay tapped in for the interviews. Make sure you guys check out the one I did with Lovely, the one I did with Matessa. Two lovely individuals, two lovely friends, two lovely friends of the of the show that you guys can literally check out on YouTube as well as wherever you listen to your podcast, or by simply visiting www.gressonleaf.com. And with that being said, uh, you guys can follow me on social media at Josh Gresham RG, follow Swallow at uh, Swallow the Bandit Three on Twitter, or just by checking out solo.to slash Swallow. Make sure you guys tap in and stay locked. Eat, sleep, flex, and repeat t-shirts and hoodies are available on spring as well as gresh.live slash merch. And with that being said, you guys stay safe oh, out here. Before, What's up? Well, oh, yeah. Before, I didn't cut you off. Before we go, um, I'm going to put up this little segment, hopefully on... Uh, why I say segment? I'm going to put up this little post on Instagram, on my Instagram story, if you follow me on Instagram. Um, be on the lookout for it. Uh, I want to take... Uh, some opinions on what games of Nintendo Switch do you guys want me to check out? Um, I will give the list of the games I already have. So if y'all ask me to play the game and I already got it, don't bother. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna share that on the story. I'm not gonna do that because I already got the game. So no. But tell me what games do you want me to check out? And I'm gonna start making me a nice little list and hopefully when I save up my money and not blow it on gear. I will go buy games. <laughs> I'm always blowing shit on gear. I'm not gonna, I, I feel that. I'm, I'm always blowing, I have to. Sometimes I have to stop myself from hitting purchase because I will. Because I because I, I will buy a new gear. Like I buy a new webcam and a heartbeat. I'll buy a new webcam and a heartbeat without even thinking about it. And I'll be like, God Boy. damn it, did I really need that. Yeah, make sure you guys uh, tap in with Swallow and what she got going on as well. And also make sure you guys tap into our our Instagram as well because we do we did post a uh, review on Creed 3. That movie dropped last week. I actually saw it on opening day. Uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. Make sure you guys tap into that. And, uh, get, and, we, and we might do that in the future where if Swallow sees a movie, I get her thoughts and I'll post her review. Like, how was she rated? Best um, out of 10. 
give a brief summary. It don't. It can be just a sentence, like a, a summarized sentence, and I post it on. What's doing it? <laughs> yeah. So like, go check out Cocaine and go check out Quantumania. They're both good movies. That's yeah, all. Go so say. Make sure you guys. <laughs> I still ain't checked out Ant Man yet, but yeah, make sure you guys check out um, all these all these movies that's coming out because hey, that's what we pretty much be talking about on the show, as well as TV shows ratings. We, um, we might incorporate that in the future. I just gotta be able to I gotta keep up with these shows because I be getting so busy and I be beginning to watch these fucking shows. But with that being said, you guys stay <laughs> safe out here in the world of unknown. But if you don't know by now, you are appreciated by yours truly. The voice that does the most to prevail, Mischief Gresh, and obviously the Queen of Web Rebels herself, Swallow the Bandit. And with that being said, you guys stay safe out here in these streets. And remember to always eat, sleep, flex, and repeat. We out. Be breezy. Bye, y'all. <laughs>